91 Donkey Lane is a magical apartment complex that contains immense power, but lacks intelligent inhabitants. What is happening? I'm getting texts. Why are we getting a lot of texts? People found out what we did. Oh, dividing Mike Myers into an infinite amount of tiny Mike Myers. Listen to 91 Donkey Lane for free on Spotify or your favorite podcasting app. More at 91donkeylane.com. See you there, you donkeys. Hi, listeners. I'm Carolina. And I'm Tessa. And together we are Femme Regard Podcast. Mmm, Femme. We are a show dedicated to educating and entertaining underdeveloped filmmakers and film enthusiasts alike. We love sharing our experiences as filmmakers, what we've learned and what we've gone through. And we love bringing on professional industry guests. We want our listeners to learn from the best and get an honest account of the biz. So come join the FemFam and give us a listen every Friday. Streaming on all the major podcast platforms, including YouTube and our website, femregard.com. And of course, the Geekscape Network. Hello, Dylan. Hey, Matt. Uh, tomorrow's Halloween. Yeah, it is. And Fucking. But the thing is, you know what the day after that is? The start of the Christmas season, it's baby. Christmas! And also, Sorry. it's the 30-year anniversary of Nightmare Before Christmas coming out. Yeah, so I think what's going to happen is we're going to talk our way through Nightmare Before Christmas, and then maybe, if you're up for it, we can settle a debate. That has almost been running as long as the Is Die Hard a Christmas Movie debate, which we will discuss. Is The Nightmare Before Christmas a Halloween or Christmas movie? Which, well, all right. Well, do you want to do you want to get to it now? Do you want to do so, it now? So here's here's my argument. For a long time, okay. I said it's the perfect Thanksgiving movie because it <laughs> it captures yeah. both vibes. You're like right there. You're you're still feeling a little I bit. I have spooky. a definitive opinion. I'm of two minds. Okay. Your first one's like, it doesn't fucking matter. Well, I was going to say, like, <laughs> I am more often watching this at Christmas time than I'm watching it at Halloween time because Christmas makes up 90% of the movie. My thought is this stops being a Halloween movie after the first scene. Exactly. This is no longer a Halloween movie. As soon as they get done singing, this is Halloween. It becomes a Christmas. It movie. becomes a Christmas movie. Now here's one hundred percent. Here's my argument for Against why that? I your counterclaim. My counterclaim <laughs> is that I think the movie loses steam the second that Jack goes on uh, to Christmas, gone <laughs> to, to Christmas, Christmas and starts delivering presents, and I'm always just like, Jesus, is this thing over yet? It's an hour and seventy five minutes, and I'm like, God, <laughs> hour. Hold on, hold on. It's an hour and fifteen minutes. You just said it's an hour and seventy. Yes, minutes. sorry. Yes, it's seventy five <laughs> minutes long, and I'm just like. 
by the time he's like doing the deliveries, all of the good songs are gone at that point. Like it's true. Yeah, you ha- you're not meeting any new and interesting characters anymore. So you're just like, all right, let's get this over with. So in that yeah, sense, sing, I have when way do they sing Oogie Boogie because that's the last good song. Yeah, that's pretty about. much exactly. <laughs> so like in in that realm, I have way more fun when we're just hanging out in Halloween Town than when we're yeah. actually doing the Christmas Land stuff. Um, but at the end of the day, I don't know. I don't, I don't think it fucking matters. I think you can watch it, it whenever you want. Matter. I just think it's I I always think it's funny because it's are, always the it's the people that like that are also obsessed with this fucking movie that are having that argument. I have the same issues with this movie as I do with most like ICP related things, which I'm like I like the movie and I like the music. I fucking hate the fans. <laughs> yeah. Well, that's what I was going to say. I think we might be the two worst people to be talking about this movie because like, we might be the only two people on earth who just casually like Nightmare Before Christmas and oh didn't make it God. part of our identity. Like, and, and the thing is, is you ever, ever tell somebody that you're into spooky shit? Oh, you'll get this for the... I have so many... Decor- I have never yep. once purchased a Nightmare Before Christmas thing for myself. But you would Same. not know that if you looked at the decor in my house that has been provided yep. by friends and family on yep. birthday and Christmas time. Yep. <laughs> Especially yep. having an October I, birthday so because this much. stuff is just out in the wild. So much Nightmare Before Christmas merchandise has entered our collective lives. Like it's it's absolutely insane. Um to the point where I kind of swore this movie off for a very long time. Yeah. Because it became Every it, like it it was everywhere and still is to a certain extent. So honestly, so let me ask a couple questions here. Yeah, we'll start with shoot. questions about the movie. Questions about the movie. I had a realization watching this movie at the very end. Jack yeah. Skellington comes back and they're singing Jack's back. Uh, it's a, <laughs> it's yeah. a celebratory song. Jack is back. And he's back. Yeah. Okay. Sorry. <laughs> but I'm like watching this and I'm like, it finally clicks in my head a question that I guess has always subconsciously been there. Hmm. Why does everybody care so much about what Jack Skeleton's opinion is on anything? <laughs> like, he's not the mayor. We've established he's not the mayor. He's barely the most terrifying person in in, in Halloween hey, Town. He's the Pumpkin King. Yeah, great. <laughs> i don't know about you i don't know what you know about the government but i think the king supersedes the mayor (laughs) but i feel like the pumpkin king is not as much of a political hierarchy as like when someone's the mattress king (laughs) like it's just it's just that they're the supplier of the thing that people need. So then it's like, is Jack like a mob boss? Like, it's just like, hey, man. It kind of seems like he's just the most popular kid at the high school. That's what I mean. Like, I'm like, I'm very really confused just, like, by this. Hey, Jack. Yeah. <laughs> hey, ladies. Like, 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 it's just so strange. Like, yeah, he's the one that like has to make the ugly girl prom queen at the end of the movie in any other film. <laughs> like, <laughs> Like it's just so. I'm like, this is so strange and weird, and that I we're don't all get looking it. at Jack. Yeah. Well, I I think I I feel like there's other characters that point that out. <laughs> like Santa. Maybe Oogie. Maybe Oogie Boogie's the good guy in this. Movie. 
honestly, <laughs> yes. Um, because, <laughs> like, Oogie Boogie did not kidnap Santa. He didn't. No. Oogie Boogie no. was just, like, Oogie Boogie honestly is the creepiest person in Halloween Town and should oh. be the person. Yep. He's, he's, he's just being Oogie Boogie. Yeah. Like, <laughs> like this, Santa would not be in danger with Oogie Boogie if Jack didn't put Santa in danger. <laughs> this is fair. I want us to talk about the soundtrack as well. And I want oh, us to yeah. talk about, like, how many cover albums there have been or, like, indirect covers that have existed in this. Because if I recall correctly... Yes. I mean, there's okay. nothing better than Nightmare Revisited. Ugh. Well, and then there's that I also... Up from Hot Topic. <laughs> I also own it. But did you know, or do you remember, in 2006, when they did Nightmare Before Christmas 3D, it did come with a bonus disc of five cover songs. I did. That included kind of, honestly, more of the famous covers than on Nightmare Revisited. Because you get the Fallout Boy, What's This?, you get the Panic at the Disco, This is Halloween. Mm-hmm. And you get, I've heard this She Wants Revenge cover of Making Christmas, which is just fucking garbage. It's so, She Wants Revenge is not a band for me, but I bet you fucking loved them. That's it. Uh, so, <laughs> <laughs> so um, I actually just heard of them uh, more recently. Teddy actually listened to more She Wants Revenge back in the day than I did. But when I discovered them when i heard them i looked at her and was like i've listened to every band that sounds like this <laughs> that's not them like this they she wants revenge is just trying to do bauhaus in fucking 2000 like <laughs> i also see that fiona apple did a song on this what song did she do do you know fucking no let me look i'm like uh, curious sally's sally's song oh god I guess there's something in the so a couple years ago for horror movie night we would do this segment called soundtracking and yeah. one halloween we did a soundtracking on this and yeah. i think that or on the nightmare revisited cover album Oh, yeah. And I'm, yeah, can hold on. Let's let's do an aside and talk about that album. Yeah, definitely. Cause, yeah, go ahead. Because that, the, I feel like it's more bad than good. Look, when the Manson cover of "This Is Halloween" is one of the peaks, like it's it's not great. I'll tell you, underrated cover on that album though. All American Rejects doing Jack's Dude, Lament. Fuck yeah. That's exactly <laughs> what I was going to say. That is the best cover on that album. I listen to it constantly. Can we talk about some covers that make me really disappointed? Uh, would it be Sparkle Horse's six-minute version of Jack's Obsession? That- yeah, it's that one. Um, it's the fact that they turned the Oogie Boogie song into an instrumental. Into an instrumental. And then I just read this when I clicked into the Wikipedia page. The American Psychobilly band Tiger Army provided a cover of Oogie Boogie song that did not make it onto the physical CD. Oh, dude. That song is basically already a Psychobilly song. That's that what I mean. That would fucking awesome. That would have been fucking awesome. I'm trying to... But you know, we're stuck with that fucking instrumental. I'll be honest. The What's This cover by Flyleaf? Awful. Awful. I hate that cover. Awful, awful, hate awful. That cover. I love Polyphonic Spree. I'm one of the biggest Polyphonic Spree fans you'll ever meet. Man, did they do the town meeting song a general disservice. Super. Now, sleeper one. I love Shiny Toy Guns 
doing the finale. Uh, I barely remember it. I was going to say the other oh. big one that I love on that album, uh, and I barely know this again sounds like an artist that you would listen to because I barely know who they are. But RJD2's like trancy cover of the like Christmas Eve montage that's like yeah. kind of just like a lo fi hip hop cover, all in for it. So RJD2 is a DJ that I've definitely seen live, but okay. never got super into. He's just played a festival. I was going to say, not you didn't go out of your way to see it. Yeah. 921 Donkey Lane is a magical apartment complex that contains immense power, but lacks intelligent inhabitants. What is happening? I'm getting texts. Why are we getting a lot of texts? People found out what we did. Oh, dividing Mike Myers into an infinite amount of tiny Mike Myers. Listen to 91 Donkey Lane for free on Spotify or your favorite podcasting app. More at 91donkeylane.com. See you there, you donkeys. Hi, listeners. I'm Carolina. And I'm Tessa. And together we are... Femme Regard Podcast. Mmm, Femme. We are a show dedicated to educating and entertaining underdeveloped filmmakers and film enthusiasts alike. We love sharing our experiences as filmmakers, what we've learned and what we've gone through. And we love bringing on professional industry guests. We want our listeners to learn from the best and get an honest account of the biz. So come join the Femme Fam and give us a listen every Friday. Streaming on all the major podcast platforms, including YouTube and our website, femregard.com. And of course, the Geekscape Network. Put down that smartphone and listen to me. I'm Matthew Milligan, professional musician and lifelong Weird Al fan. Each week, I'm joined by professional podcaster and close personal friend Matt Kelly to take a dive off the deep end into the vast career of pop culture icon Weird Al Yankovic on our show, Weird Algorithm. Along with some very special guests from the worlds of music and comedy, we tackle every song, every television appearance, and every bit of sketch comedy Al has produced in chronological order, covering the good old days of My Bologna and Eat It, the fun zone of tacky and white and nerdy, and everything in between. As we go, we're ranking the songs, albums, and music videos in the hopes of creating the ultimate guide to a career bigger than the biggest ball of twine in Minnesota. So the next time you're having one of those days stuck in a traffic jam wondering why does this always happen to me, just kick off your sneakers and stick around for a while because we've got it all on Weird Algorithm, available wherever you get your podcasts. And now you know. Was that enough references? Here's another thing that I did not ever think of, but there was a Wikipedia yeah. category here that said accusations of racism. Oh, and I said, what? And I said, all right, let's dive into this. And okay. I feel like over the last couple of years, we've been learning that Tim Burton might be a bit of a jerk, right? Like he's kind of a, yeah. so Tim Burton for starters, there's a whole thing about the rights of this movie to begin with where okay. it's listed as Tim Burton's Nightmare Before Christmas. And while it yes. is based on an idea that he came up with, <laughs> he didn't direct it. Yes. And no, then it really hurt the director of this movie because when he made Coraline, it was listed as just from the director of Nightmare Before Christmas, which meant that everyone and just assumed that Tim Burton was... made Coraline. Um, which, which, which um, when push comes to shove, I would watch Coraline nine times out of ten oh, like like it's a great like, movie easily oh easily over i I, I keep forgetting how to pronounce this dude's name henry selick selick henry selick 
Dude, all he also home made runs. fucking Monkey Bone. Yeah, I was going to say Monkey Bone. All home God runs. God damn, but that's here's, such a good movie. So when Danny Elfman was working on the movie, he feared yeah. that the characterizations of Oogie Boogie could be considered racist um, by the NAACP. The screenwriter, yeah. Carolyn Thompson, raised similar con- concerns to Burton about this character, and Burton told the both of them they were being overly sensitive. Um... Elfman and Carolyn's predictions, however, did come true. However, director Harry Selleck stated that the character was actually inspired by the Betty Boop cartoon Old Man in the Mountain. Um, He said Cab Calloway would dance these jazz numbers and sing Minnie the Moocher, Old Man on the Mountain. And we tried to rotoscope and and they would rotoscope him, trace him, and then turn him into a cartoon character, often transforming him into some type of animal like a walrus. I think those are some of the most innovative moments in cartoon history and are in no way racist, even if it is sometimes the villain. That's why we made sure to talk to Ken Page, who is a black singer, to make sure that he had no problems yeah. with what the, we were doing with the character. Um, but fucking wild. I do think fucking that wild. it is so on point with the more information that we've learned about Tim Burton that a yeah, bunch of people told him that his idea could be conceived as racist. And he was just like, Oh, stop being babies. <laughs> like and that's, that feels like, and not even like going with the racism thing. It kind of feels like any, if you were to tell Tim Burton, anything you don't agree with him, he would just be a complete dipshit about it. Yeah. It also, I think, I think everything that we've learned about that man is definitely like that man is stubborn as fuck, even in like the worst ways. So, possible sequel is another category here on Wikipedia. Of course, in 2002, Disney began considering producing a sequel, but rather than using stop motion, they wanted to use computer animation. Uh, Bert. Burton convinced Disney to drop the idea. Tim Burton said he was always very protective of it, not to do sequels or things of that kind. And then he said, you know, like Jack visits the Thanksgiving world and all these other things just because I felt like the movie had purity to it and that people would like it. Um, But now it's become like this mass marketed thing. It's trying to, I'm trying to keep the purity to it. Now they did make a sequel. That was a video game that I'm assuming you played because God knows I didn't play video games in 2004. So So tell me about Oogie's Revenge. 2004, Oogie's Revenge. um, I came out for the PlayStation 2. I think it also came out for the Xbox um, but I got it for Christmas that year, uh, topical for sure. Um, and it is, it is a set a year after the events of the, the movie. Um, and it is more of, of what you're talking about. Yes. Things do happen around Christmas time, but it is a lot more, um, a lot more spooky. However, it does bring in some of the stuff you're talking about. You do interact with the Valentine's Day door. You interact with the St. Patrick's Day door. Um, there's stuff like that. But I feel like it was done in a really good and clever way. Um, there are music events that are done through like QuickTime events. Very uh, Guitar Hero-y, but with a regular controller. Um, I tried to drop a reference. You would understand. Yes, got it. <laughs> I played Guitar Hero once. <laughs> yeah, hell yeah. Um, but it is. It's an action adventure game, and it's really good. Highly recommend any of our listeners that are into video games. I'm. Um, it's a good. It is a fun 
sequel to the movie and it's a great game to play so it looks like especially around this time of year it looks like the game just looking on the wikipedia for this game the reviews wise i i feel like i've never seen anything more down the center yeah the scores were like c five out of ten 30 out of 40 five out of ten six out of ten three stars out of five stars six out of ten yeah. it it seems like it's inoffensive but also mm-hmm. not like anyone's like favorite game of that year yeah, if anything, it's been coming back like nowadays where people look back and go, hey, that was actually pretty fun to play. I think at the time it definitely had its issues, as many PlayStation 2 games had. Um, I would say it's not like the best game in the world, but it's definitely worth checking out if you're A, into Nightmare Before Christmas, or B, into any of those like weird horror-themed platformers that came out around the time, uh, talking about... Uh, like. Uh, American McGee's Alice or uh, the sequel that came out a little bit after um, that are basically creepy takes on Alice in Wonderland. Right. Uh, yeah, the, definitely a fun game. Not a fantastic game. I wouldn't say that. But definitely if you're into Nightmare Before Christmas, highly recommend if not playing the game, checking out like a video documentary on it on YouTube or something. Right. So, um, so there's more no sequel trash. news, though. It says in February of 2019, it was reported that the film was in the works with Disney uh, as they were considering to do a stop motion sequel or a live action remake. A thing that's the biggest appeal of the movie is the stop motion of it all. Yeah. Um, Like I don't want to see anything. Yeah. What the fuck? The only reason this movie is any good or watchable is the stop motion. Is the stop motion. You take that away. We have both seen I texted you the other day and said, hey, did you see the the live performer of Jack Skellington in Disneyland? It is horrifying. It's terrifying. It looks like a gray. It looks yeah. like a gray alien. So there was, um, there is officially oh God, a sequel horrifying. though, Dylan. There is officially a sequel in the form of a young adult novel. That uh, was at the book fair that, that I was just attending. Disney published it. Long live the pumpkin queen. Uh, it features Sally as the main character and is told from her point of view of the events that took place immediately following the film. That's fun. But literally just a couple days ago, great. On my birthday, on your birthday. Uh the director of Nightmare Before Christmas said that he was inclined to consider doing a prequel film about how Jack became the king of Halloween Town, which okay, is pause. the only re- question I want repeat, answered. Can you repeat again what you just said? He wants the to make king of Halloween Town? Yeah. Again, superseding the mayor. That's what Halloween I'm saying. Town. Look, give me that movie and explain this to me and I'll go, okay, cool. I get it. I'm- like, why is Jack just a jock? Like, just a popular kid in high school? Or is he actual royalty? It's all chaos, man. It's all chaos. Now, I think the biggest yeah. question I need to ask Yes. We have to rank, to some extent, rank the songs of Nightmare Before Christmas. And we're not going to go through every single one of these songs. I'm going to spitball the song, and we'll just give it a thumbs up, thumbs down on how we feel about it. All right. This is Halloween. Thumbs up, right? Like, it's overplayed as hell, but it's overplayed because it's great. That's where I'm at. I'm like, thumbs up for This is Halloween in, like, a real general manner. In like a, I will probably still never listen to that song again by my own choice for the rest of my life because of how many times I've heard it. But yes, good song. Um, strong contender for favorite song in the movie for me, Jack's Lament. 
uh, not a contender for me. It is my favorite song. Yeah. In the in the there, show, it it is hands down my favorite song. I love this version. We talked about the All American Remix re, Rejects version. Love that version a lot. I would love an opportunity to sing this song on stage. It's specific. I feel like you and I are in agreement. It's specifically this one part of the song that does it for me, mm-hmm. which is the. Oh, there's an empty, empty place, place in my Like, that yeah. melody line that is just perfect. Something unknown. The fame embrace comes year after year. Oh, it's so good. Here's a hot take. Yeah. What's take. this? Eh. It's okay. <laughs> it's okay. Yeah. It's okay. I don't hate the song. I like... I. I like what's this, but it's also like feels very inconsequential to me. Where I'm like, eh, agreed. Okay. Um, town meeting song, I think, kind of underrated. Actually, I, I don't even remember that song. What is it? That's can the you, one where he's telling them it? all about Christmas, uh, and he's like, "That's not the point of Christmas land." I mean, if I don't remember it. Thumbs down. <laughs> but it's I, I think it's an underrated song. I think when you listen to it, you're like, oh, this one's fine. Um, I don't okay. remember. Oh, Jack's Obsession. Whatever. Like, I probably my least favorite of the main songs. Which one is that? That's the one that all the townspeople are singing outside of Jack's house as oh, he's like. Is that working. the something's wrong with Jack? Yeah. Or is that one literally called something's no, wrong? No, that's with something's Jack. wrong with Jack. Jack's Obsession. I don't like that one at all. Probably my least favorite. Okay. Um Huge shout out to this one. Great vocal performance by three amazing human beings. Kidnap mm-hmm. the Sandy Claws. You got Don't Paul like Rubens, Kathleen, <laughs> Catherine O'Hare, and yep. Danny Elfman crushing it. I really do enjoy this one. Making Christmas. I used to. Making Christmas Until I'm over. I, okay. <laughs> I used to like Kidnap the Santa Claus. Until you got to remember. Until you heard like, how much better it is when Corn sings it. <laughs> That's my thing. It's like you've got to understand la, that la, 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 when la, that la, la, la. this album came out, <laughs> I was in like early high school. Like I was in high school when Nightmare Revisited came out. So that shit. As much as I look back and go fuck that, that cover of kidnap santa claus kidnap the santa claus <laughs> like that shit got non-stop play in my fucking but car i i really Christmas. think that that song there's so many videos of those three actors performing it live in hollywood um that's and, so fun and just watching like because it's really the only, to me, it's the best song where it's like they're. It's almost like a Beastie Boys song, you know what I mean? Like yeah. where you're watching the Beastie Boys and they're like trading on every single and they're riffing sentence. off yeah. of one another. Like I yeah. really, I really like that one. Making Christmas, I think, is overrated as fuck. Personally, that's another one that the cover ruined it for me because I didn't. But it's the opposite. Like I didn't like the cover, and I don't like Rise Against. So whenever I hear this song, I think of them. And I just don't like it. Yeah. Sorry. I'm sorry. I have weird shit. Well, I mean, here's the only one that could possibly top Jack's Lament for my favorite. Fucking Oogie Boogie song. This song Dude. is great. This is a song that I've performed at karaoke a few times. It is a fun song to do. Oh, God. Ken Page is the movie stealer. Oh, I feel. he's like, Ken so Page good. Ken Page is just 
uh, for for uh, cliche aside, oozes all over this out al- this not album but this movie. So fucking good. Well, and I always remember him specifically as a child for the King Gator in All Dolls Go to Heaven. Yes. Which like absolutely was a was another game changer oh, in my so life. Good. We already talked about this earlier. I have never liked Sally's song. Does nothing for yeah. me. It's too slow. Like I said, the the song fun ends after Oogie Boogie because then the last one we get is Poor Jack, which is another one that I'm just like, yep. whatever. And then, like we said, the Jack's back finale reprise, yeah. whatever. I like the finale. I love. I honest, honestly, I love the finale. I do highly recommend uh, checking out the Shiny Toy Guns cover from that album. Yeah, that mean, is actually one that I do listen to. That it's that and the All American Rejects cover. Those are the two that I revisit from that album. Yeah, at all, honestly, one hundred percent. But it is a very cool, like sweeping orchestral type deal, and it all comes together. It's really good. Um, yeah, it's fine. So <laughs> the last thing I want to say about this movie to tie it to Christmas yeah. stuff, mm-hmm. something I really appreciated on my most recent rewatch of it mm-hmm. is that I like that Santa kind of just walks off pissed. That Santa's yeah. Santa's not just like, oh, oh, it's all a big misunderstanding. Christmas is about forgiveness. He's just like, what the fuck is wrong with you, Jack? <laughs> like, yeah. Stick to your goddamn holiday and stop ruining mine. And then just like storms off. And he like, you know, he throws them a little bit of like, hey, here's some snow. But he's he leaves pissed. Jack should go to prison. He should. He should go to holiday prison. He like, should have. There's, he there's should have no his crown. Reason. He should be. It should be like the Marquis de Sade to him. They. Yeah. Just, like, he should be executed in front of all the members of Halloween Town. Yeah. Like, give him the guillotine, drop it down, because that motherfucker tried to kidnap someone. No, that didn't. He didn't try. He successfully he did. did. Yeah. He successfully kidnapped, and was like trying to be weird about it too like hey hey buddy it's okay that i kidnapped you yeah. and also let's not forget he did briefly steal the ki- the easter bunny too that's true he yeah. did also briefly steal the easter bunny and he he kind of tried to kill kids he certainly because he these certainly toys used kids are dangerous as fuck these toys are very dangerous also just saying he turned a bunch of adolescents into his like drug mules doing his bidding to go and like steal Santa Claus. Like he, there's a lot, it's there's true. a lot of, I mean, I would love to see someone like legal legal actually list all of the crimes of nightmare before Christmas. Yeah. Before we wrap up, because it is the day before Halloween. It is okay? the day before Halloween. And you have been like, I mean, you have been going crazy with the horror movie. Yeah. watching. Yeah. I mean, you have really stepped it up this year. Big time. I feel like, um, any tips for, for for someone who's trying to do better every year at, at squeezing as much in as possible? So all I did was honestly sit down and I wrote, I looked at my list of, because of course I have a Word document of all my DVDs. Hell yeah. And I just copy and pasted the Word document document into a separate document. And I just started deleting things until I was like, what are movies that I just haven't really revisited? in a while that I know I love and then like also keep in a few that feel like yearly watches. Um, yeah. And then, you know, 
I've started seeing somebody. So that also turned into a thing where it's like, well, what, what are like your favorite things to watch at this time of year? And like, what are things that you haven't seen, but you want it to see? So it's kind of been like a nice hodgepodge of all of that. Um, but that's basically been it. And also it's just been like, Hey, I'm, I've got an hour to kill and Frankenstein is an hour long. You know, like a lot of those old universal black and white movies are like, hour to like an hour and 15 minute long runtime so they're easy to like pop on in the morning when i'm getting ready or like put on when it's like i'm ready for bed but i'm not sleepy just yet like it's like nine o'clock and i don't want to like dive into a new show or something it's like oh throw on one of these like shorter ones um but that's basically been it but yeah i've been looking forward to i i look forward to it all the t- every day, like when I yeah. popped on Instagram or something, and I saw see your post, you're like, "What? What's Matt running through today?" Yeah, what's I it? liked it. Uh, I mean, I'm trying, I'm trying. So hopefully, Hell we'll yeah. see. We'll see. At the rate I'm going, at the time we're recording this, I could, I could crack a hundred before we oh, get hundred to- <laughs> percent, dude. You were up to what? Like I'm up 30. to forty one like, right now. You're fucked, dude. That's <laughs> insane. I was trying to keep like, like some kayfabe on the podcast. Yeah. I don't know why because yeah. I never do. Everyone any knows other time. that we record this shit way too early, so it's fine. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> But um, but that shit, it's so good, man. It's so good. Well, but I, I do get sad when the Halloween time is over, but you know what's right around the corner, buddy. I mean, I get excited when the Halloween time is over because, god damn it, I'm so, like, I am so excited for some peppermint tea and some fucking Christmas movies wrapped in a blanket to keep myself yeah. warm while I it's just cold. just like some cozy vibes. Man. Yeah, some just cozy, cozy vibes, fucking it. vibes. Well, cozy fucking vibes. Dylan, you are my pumpkin king. Oh my god, you are my pumpkin queen. Whoa, oh, whoa, oh, oh, now we won't stop till the big ball drops on New Year's. Happy, happy, happy holly, have a great, great, great holly, have a merry, 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 happy holiday. Ninety-one Donkey Lane is a magical apartment complex that contains immense power, but lacks intelligent inhabitants. What is happening? I'm getting texts. Why are we getting a lot of texts? People found out what we did. Oh, dividing Mike Myers into an infinite amount of tiny Mike Myers? Listen to Ninety-One Donkey Lane for free on Spotify or your favorite podcasting app. More at 91donkeylane.com. See you there, you donkeys. Hi, listeners. I'm Carolina. And I'm Tessa. And together we are Femme Regard Podcast. Mmm, Femme. We are a show dedicated to educating and entertaining underdeveloped filmmakers and film enthusiasts alike. We love sharing our experiences as filmmakers, what we've learned and what we've gone through. And we love bringing on professional industry guests. We want our listeners to learn from the best and get an honest account of the biz. So come join the FemFam and give us a listen every Friday. Streaming on all the major podcast platforms, including YouTube and our website, femregard.com. And of course, the Geekscape Network. You're listening to the Geekscape Network. 